1: All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. We're out at the North Campus with Dr. Connor Bales. Hey. hey. Pastor, how are you?
0: Good, man. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm wonderful. Hey, you did a, um, a sermon a couple of weeks ago called The Christian Distinctives of Biblical Parenting. You're going through a whole Christian Distinctives um, series, yep. right? Like um, walking out the faith, living it out, right? What, what does it mean to be a Christian, practically speaking? Yep. Um, and you did it on okay. biblical parenting. This yeah. is a parenting podcast, so it's kind of a great fit. Um, I wanted you to kind of give a, a, maybe a 20,000-foot a view first, and then there's a couple points that you hit that I really want to drill down on. So um, what, what was your text, and kind of what did you want parents to take away from it at the, at the high level?
0: So it was a great Sunday for our church uh, for us to concentrate on this particular distinctive because it was Family Dedication Sunday. Uh, yep. So a few times a year, our church uh, um, has moments in our service uh, where families can... Uh, publicly uh, dedicate themselves and their children mm-hmm. uh, to God. There's nothing salvific about it, there, uh, but it is significant. It's spiritually significant uh, for families to declare, hey, Jesus is going to be the hero in our home. Yeah. And, uh, and so this was going to be one of those Sundays where we got to dedicate families to the Lord. And so in light of our distinctive series, it seemed appropriate for us to have a conversation about the distinctive, yeah. Uh, what, is, what does that parenting? mean? Yeah. Right.
1: If Jesus is going to be the hero of your home and your mom and dad, right. What, what does that practically specifically mean yeah. for what your home is going to look like? Yeah. Um, and it's going to look a little different than the rest of the world. It should in, in, in certain aspects. So yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you really, you, you brought out some of those clear distinctives and, and wrestled with them. And that, that was really good. What was the text you? So two
0: places, with? one, um, Psalm 127 mm. is a, a favorite place where the psalmist writes and says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like the arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. And so the idea is that children are a heritage. The word there in the, in the Hebrew is an inheritance. Yeah. But they're not an inheritance Uh, that we have garnered ourselves, but rather it says they're a heritage from the Lord. And so these precious treasure that are our children, that God has entrusted to us, are a gift from him, an inheritance from him. And and then it says that they are to be seen like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Sure. And uh, and so we know specifically arrows have purpose, and we talked about the purposes of arrows, like what are they intended and meant Mm -hmm. to do, how does an arrow take shape, how does it... Uh, take flight. And, and so then we You even
1: talked about some of your uh, bow hunting experience out in East Texas. So that was pretty good.
0: Being a bow hunter in East (laughs) Texas, you have to learn good technique as it relates to uh, um, shooting an arrow successfully. And, and, and so Deuteronomy chapter six is then where we uh, moved beyond that because um, in that particular passage of scripture, um, Moses is giving instruction to God's people uh, uh, prior to their moving into a land of promise. Mm. And and he really wants to to talk about the generational nature of uh, biblical parenting, the way in which we are to instruct um, our children and then our grandchildren in light of our faith in God. And, and there is a, such an intentionality that is required. Actually, it's the heart behind this podcast yeah. is to help parents be intentional with the parenting and the structure and the shepherding of our kids. And, and so we kind of walked through that. Look, and it's actually
1: co- the heart behind the whole school. It is because I mean, the mission of the school is to assist Christian parents. And it's like, well, what, what does that specifically mean? It's like, there, there's some things that are important, yeah. right? Well, I mean, if, if you sent your kids to another school, yeah. um, you'd drop them off and, and they would educate your children in reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to come to PCA, we're gonna do that and more, yeah. right? Well, what's the and more? Well, the and more is walking with your family, right? And assisting you and modeling for you, right? What it looks like to raise your family, right? And with a Christian worldview, with a biblical understanding, right, L- living that out. So yeah. that, that's that's the, you know, the essence Yeah, and of as, it.
0: It, as it relates to being intentional, or, or in, yeah. in, in the, this case, what the Bible says is, is to uh, aim and then release arrows, um, you know, a- aiming at nothing, <laughs> ensures that you're going to hit that almost <laughs> every time. time. Right. Yeah. So it requires intentional, yeah. uh, a purpose, focus, uh, direction, um, dependence. And, and that's the, that was the hope of the sermon and the conversation that we had that day. Yeah.
1: Well, I love, um, in, within the, the Deuteronomy passage, you went through, um, four specific things, right? You talked about biblical parenting releases arrows that have a vision, Mm-hmm Right um, for God's mission. So
0: yeah. Right, so specifically without a vision, we, people perish. Think about I mean, the, think about uh, uh, any of your parents that are professionals and uh, and work in large organizations. Their organizations are going to have a mission statement, a yep. vision statement, values yep. statements, and and these are directives that help define the organization. Here's what we're after. Here's how we define a win. Here's the direction we're headed, and and that makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, tragically. Uh, that intentionality doesn't always transfer into the most important places of our influence, which is our home. And, and so, you know, the, the, the challenge I think is in our context, Dan, in particular in our culture in North America where we have an abundance of blessing, Mm um, we can run, uh, um, the risk of, um, raising professionals as opposed to releasing disciples when, when you understand God's word and the direction that he's given you with regards to the arrows he's entrusted to you, we are called to release disciples that make a difference for the kingdom of God, yeah. that are light penetrating dark places, that are doing things that uh, advance the ministry and the mission of the work that belongs uh, to God. Now, they can do it in a professional context, certainly, but, um, but we're not pursuing an American dream. We're pursuing a kingdom yeah. Uh, agenda.
1: Yeah. I used to ask. Um, I used to have seniors in SLI and I'd sit them down and and I'd say and, and this is kind of a, you know, the, the hyperbole, the exaggeration to, to, to make a point. But I said, here's the deal. If you had to uh, be successful in one thing and fail in another. Right. So it was you know, th- th- this is the only two choices you have. Right. Successful in a fail in B. Yeah. And A is family and, and B. Right. Is professional life. So if you, if you had to fail in you know, family and succeed in professional life or succeed in family but fail in professional life, which one would you take? And they all look at you and they've all been in the Christian school for 15 years and they say, well, we'd rather be successful in family and fail in the professional world. And I said, that's fantastic. That's the right answer. <laughs> I said, but here's the problem with that, right? You have spent 15 years at a school where we've trained you basically in the professionalism, right? Academics. You're about to go to college and pay 60 grand a year, right? And they're going to focus specifically on you being able to get a job when you leave here, right? You're going to go into a work and they're going to take 40 hours of your week, right? And for the next 50 years, you're probably going to be successful in the business world. Yeah. Right. The, the very few of you will actually fail there what are you doing on the same right side to make sure that you're going to succeed on the spiritual side? Yeah. Right. And they look at you and I'm like, all, all scripture says is here's the deal is your training in godliness should at least match your training in things that you're doing in the, in the other world. Yeah. Right. Football, football field. Yeah. Right. That's great. You play football. It's awesome. You're in a sport. Right? Yeah. How's your training in godliness? Yeah.
0: yeah and again, I, Going back to uh, this conversation that we had on that particular Sunday is this is built, uh, begins with the, having a vision that matches the the yep. ministry and the mission of yep. God. Yep. And and I believe families should have a vision. The Bales family has a vision. I've actually had it uh, made, uh, and it's framed, and it's hung on the wall in our home. It's a point of conversation, and it's unique to us. But I hope that it helps my children and my wife Mary and I know, hey, here's the direction that we are hoping. Right. Uh, to go, yeah.
1: This is where yeah. we want to go. You went on to say, uh, biblical parenting releases arrows that have a devotion to Jesus, right? Yeah. A heartfelt, a love, right? And I, I wish you could pass on your love for Jesus. Um, but I, I love your the, the third point. I'll mention it. Biblical um, parenting releases arrows that have a submission to God's word. Yeah. But the last one you said was biblical parenting releases arrows that have uh, an instruction, right, in God's word. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that really struck. Home to me, yeah. Was I? W- I would love to pass on a passion to my kids, yeah. Um, but I really want them to know God's word because whether they have a passion or not, that's what's going to get them through, the, you know, the, the the good days and the bad days, yeah. Right. Your your love for the Lord, whether it wanes or whether it doesn't, it's kind of like you mentioned, you know, about a marriage, right? We were just talking about your marriage license licenses, yeah, not yeah. one of the licenses yeah, you have on up on the wall, wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, there's there's good days in a marriage and there's bad days in a marriage, right? Sometimes yeah. when the when the love isn't there, right. The commitment is what gets you through. Yeah. And so it's a, it's that concept of, you know, can we can we train our kids to have a commitment to the Lord, to walk in obedience submission, right? So that that they understand that maybe even if you don't have a, you know, a heartfelt passion, right? You're still committed to the word of God and and you know it and it gets you through yeah. those difficult times in life.
0: Yeah, I mean again, think about your life and mine. Learning is continual. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not that learning is intentional that determines if it's going to have a good effect. And the intentionality of the Christian learning comes from God's Word. Yeah, It's the instruction that is given to us by God and as evidenced by the truth that is found within His Word. And and so uh, I think that, that the Bible needs to serve uh, a first as a filter uh, by which we – it's the lens by mm-hmm. which we view the culture, by which we understand uh, uh, the creation and uh, how we define and determine how we order how we structure um, and 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 then we can uh, um, like live our lives and uh, organize and order our families uh, accordingly and the good news is is that the the scripture gets to set the tone it gets to serve as the as the uh, the line in the sand it, it gets to be the standard um, by which uh, we determine what what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. And and the scripture's not going to be specific enough to say Go on go to this place on family vacation, right, right, don't go to that place. Right. But the scriptures will tell us that you can think about the places in light of whether or not they are going to be good for you, healthy for those entrusted to you, mm-hmm. are they gonna draw you closer to God or are they gonna potentially draw you off sides because of the possibility for temptation that could lead to sin? Or yeah. you know, so the scriptures are gonna give you some parameters, it's just not gonna say thirty A versus the mountains in Colorado because you know, you can glorify God in both places. Yeah um but um, but, I think that the tragedy is um, with a lot of things, Dan you know we it 's hard to teach what you don 't know yeah and and so, for families and parents in particular, if we 're not honest about our own need for Jesus and our own desire to grow in god 's word, then our, our kids are going uh, uh, to be um, at a disadvantage. Yeah because we're we're going to be st- st- stuck with giving them our our best opinion or a, a popular uh, culture um, versus truth yeah. and um, well that's what that's what I was going to
1: ask you is just from a practical standpoint if you were talking to parents yeah and you wanted to Remind them, um, or give them some ideas about how they can ground their kids in the knowledge of God's word. Yeah. One of the things you did say in the sermon was, um, you can't farm out that responsibility to the church or to the Christian school. This is your responsibility as a parent. Yeah, right? the, the church obviously can help equip, um, you know, and can support the Christian school. Yep. right? our job is to assist, yep. but ultimately it's your responsibility. Um, so if, if you were to say, you know, to a parent, how do you ground your kids? Obviously, you'd say ground yourself first yes (laughs) and then right let your kids see you model that yeah so step one step
0: one i would say is be growing personally yes Uh, step two um um, i would say is invite your kids into the why Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking through things like, when should I get my child a smartphone and what should our family curfew be or what does discipline need to look like for my first grader Um, or how much uh, sports on Saturday is too much sports on Saturday. So all of those things, invite your kids into the why. So as you're wrestling with those decisions and processing those decisions and thinking about those decisions, when you arrive at the conclusion of those decisions, invite your kids into the explanation of them. I love that. Hey kids, here's why mom and dad have waited until now Mm -hmm. uh, for you to do X or to get Y or to earn, you know, whatever. Um, and, and because I think that then you're growing them in what it looks like to filter and determine and assess and decide based on your understanding of God's word. And and then um so the first is be growing personally, the yep. second is invite your kids uh in, in into the why and, and then the last thing is is become be comfortable growing uncomfortable. Because uh, um, we are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. This is clearly God's calling. Uh, yep. and, and foreigners Jesus, and sojourners. That's it. Right? Jesus prayer we, in John we, 17. If we
1: feel too comfortable here, yeah. it's like, this is not your home. This, yeah. should, this should feel like you're on a camping trip. Right? So, <laughs>
0: so it's it's okay yeah. um, for, for Christian families living on conviction uh, not uh, not to look like the world. Yeah. and And we have to grow more and more comfortable with being more and more uncomfortable.
1: Which specifically, I, I mean, as you say that, um, your kids won't grasp that right away. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, little Johnny who's seven is, is when when you tell him, "Hey, we can't do this, or we're not going to go here, or we're not going to you know let you watch this particular movie." Yeah. You shouldn't be thinking Johnny who's seven is going to say, "Thank you, Dad."
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Th- thank you,
1: Dad, for yeah. you know leading and guiding our family according yeah. to God's word. Um, I appreciate that wisdom that you're offering, yeah. right? But but here's the deal. When they're 17 or maybe when they're 27 or hopefully by the time they're 37, yeah. <laughs> they will understand and appreciate yeah. that. But it, it's I think that's one of the hard things from a parenting perspective is when we when we really when we do the things that you are telling us to do, right? I'm spending time in the Word of God. I'm looking at the you know the world through the lens of Scripture, and I say, hey, this is the decision I want to make for my family. And our kids aren't receiving that well. I think a lot of our parents are kind of like, man, that hurts. Yeah. Like, I, I want my kids to understand, and I want them to accept, and I want them to appreciate me. Yeah. And so a lot of times our times our parents will kind of back off of that. Yeah. And it's like you know I'd, I'd rather have my kids like me then be at odds with my, with my son or daughter. And yeah. I think that's one of the big pushbacks is you see in scripture it's like, that's not the call, you know, to have your kids like you. Yeah. It really is to have them honor and respect you yeah. because you're doing what God's called you to do.
0: And, and again, think about the parenting progression when your children are little, mm-hmm. right? You're the, you're the authority in their life. Right. And, and, and at the bottom of that scale, you're the partner in their life and but you're the authority first and foremost. Yeah. And then as they grow and mature and gain independence and as you begin to aim and shape and then ultimately release those arrows, then you become less and less and less of the authority in their life and and you become more and more and more the partner. Yeah. And and so parents, I would say the younger your children are, the more they need to know you are not their friend, you are their parent. Right? There will be a day when you become more of their friend than you do the, the authority, the parental authority. But for now, that's the role that, that you are to play. And so we say sometimes in our house, Hey, I, I'm not asking you to agree with this decision that we've made. I'm just asking you to trust me because we've made it. I'm, I'm really not even asking you to be okay with it. You can truly be upset by it, but I'm not asking you to agree with it. I'm just asking that you trust me because I made it. And, if it's the wrong one then i'll come back later and say i'm sorry and and it was a bad call and but you know if this is the responsibility that god has entrusted to us so we're going to need to um, shoulder that and and that's going to be um require us to be okay with making tough calls that our kids won't always understand right
1: yeah and that's, I think that's that's what starts when they're young. Um, and then, you know, through time, they begin to understand as you invite them into the why. I love that, right? You invite them into the why and you show them you know, here's, here's why we're making the decisions that we're making, Yeah, um, which can be a problem when other parents aren't making the same decision. Um, and yet we all go to the same Christian school and we're all sitting next to other in the same pews. You would think we'd come to the same conclusions, but the reality is everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody's in a different path. And so I think, you know, we don't, we don't judge other parents for making different decisions. Totally. Right. There, there might be a reason your kid has a cell phone in third grade. Well, mine doesn't, but yeah. I don't know why yours does, but that's not for me to decide. Right. You're the parent. You do with yeah. you know, what you, you know with your son and daughter what you think is best for them. We'll do this. Uh, and I think that's just kind of an important thing is to, you know, if you want to be hard on somebody, be hard on yourself. Yeah. Extend grace to for others. For sure. Um, but I, I love how, you know, the, the message for me really took parents back to the Word of God um, and really kind of drove home that point of like, you need to use this as your... Um, not, a, not just as a guidebook for how to do life, but really um, your lifeline. Yeah, right. Like th- this is something that you have to know if you're going to parent well, if you're going to do life well, uh, and if you're going to be successful. Because the world is pushing back on us hard and heavy. Yeah, uh, and God's word is the light that th- that will the only thing that will push back the darkness. Yeah,
0: I think six words parents should memorize. The first two are "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are going to sin against your children yes. <laughs> a ton. Yeah. Uh, I tell my oldest daughter, I made this joke in the message on that Sunday. Uh, uh, we tell our oldest daughter all the time, "We're learning on you."
1: We're learning on you.
0: Yeah, we're figuring it out on you. Yeah. So, and then and then our Campbells are the last one. Yeah, so. yeah. So
1: we get to say the same things to our Campbells. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. are you not paying attention? Yeah. To what we've Have, you, done not with else? Have yeah. you not been watching? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's the first two words. The next four, I think, are critical. Which is, Dad needs Jesus too. Yeah. Because again, parents, we got to understand that this gospel of grace that we are so desperate for our children to embrace yeah. is the same one we are daily dependent Amen. upon. That's right. And so you don't have to be perfect. No, you're not. You're not. You're not perfect. Yeah. And so at I've times got, I've got
1: a savior. You need a savior. Right. I need a
0: savior. When you blow it, yeah. be honest about that and uh, and just say I'm sorry. And Dad needs Jesus too. Mom yeah. needs Jesus too. And then you can point your kids to the the place where you are. you you are looking, you are leaning and from whom you are learning as well. And and that's, that's our savior. That's, that's the hope that we have. That is the distinctive. Let's go back to our sermon series. That's the distinctive from anything else in the world is the distinctives for disciples are that we have hope we have a savior we have a god who has come and rescued and he's made provision for as much life as we are entrusted to live in the here and now and this includes all parts of it this includes our parenting it includes our marriages it includes our professional lives and and so we don't have to walk in this alone and and but it requires intentionality you know
1: well, I like it going, but going back to where you started in Psalm 127, right? yeah. those arrows are, pl- arrows are placed in the hands of a warrior yeah. and that puts in the framework, right? I mean, if you don't, if you don't think you're a warrior, right? Scripture is telling you, you are Absolutely. As, as a dad, as a yeah. mom, there is a, well, what does a warrior a do, Dan?
0: They fight. Yeah. And, and I promise you, there is an enemy that is fighting against our families. Yes. So moms and dads need to be the warriors that God has called us and equipped us to be Amen. fighting for our families. Amen. And the culture is at war with us. And again, I, I, I'm i not the guy that, that thinks we have to go seeking the fight no. any, any more than yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that thinks you have to go seeking uh, uh, becoming labeled as the weirdo. But I, I do think you need to be prepared for the fight yes. because you're a warrior and, and God has entrusted you with these arrows that have a very specific purpose. Yeah. And so we should aim them and shape them and mold them and then ultimately release them to go penetrate the darkness and Amen. to advance the ministry and the mission of God. Amen. Well, I'm going to put in the show
1: notes a link to the entire sermon so you, uh, people can watch that and, uh, and get as much out of it as I did because it was awesome. Thanks. Uh, and I just appreciate uh, your leadership at the North Campus and just your leadership uh, in your own family, specifically with the five arrows that you've been yeah, entrusted with. got five arrows. Um, and uh, you, know, you and Mary are doing uh, just a blessed job um, just with you know, your family and, uh, and leading the family of God up here at the North campus. So appreciate your time.
0: Thank you very much. And I just know parents, as as you listen to this, and uh, as you think about the, the things that we've talked about today, and even each week when these podcasts come and you're able to wrestle with the topics at hand, just know you're never in this battle alone. Amen. And you have a God who loves you and has made perfect provision for you. You have a school that wants to equip you and come alongside of you. Find a good church that preaches and teaches Jesus, that will resource you and pray for you. And just know that God has entrusted the high calling of parenting people and uh, these small people uh, in light of our faith that we hold in him. Amen. Thanks for your time. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.